You are tuned in to the Basketball Brains Podcast. What is going on, Basketball Brains community? I hope y'all are having an amazing weekend. As March Madness is starting to dwindle away, we are in prime time for the NBA. We're starting to get into the postseason, and today we're going to have an analysis of each conference and what the playoffs are going to look like. And at the end of the episode, I just got something to get off my chest. I've been hearing around NBA casual fans and the community. But kicking it off, we got the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns, best record in the NBA right now, 62-14. and 14. They've only gotten better this season. Got the same team as last year, except they added JaVale McGee. They are proven. They are the team to beat in the West. Devin Booker's getting better. Chris Paul's getting better. The team chemistry built on from last year. JaVale McGee's been a great addition. He provides a lot of energy for that team, a lot of rebounding, a lot of hustle plays. The Phoenix Suns are a proven team that's made it to the championship. And honestly, I think they're probably the hungriest team After losing that finals to Milwaukee, they are pissed off and they are ready to win. Chris Paul wants his ring. Devin Booker is one of the best stars in the NBA. He's really, really young. One of the best, brightest futures of any of the young players in the NBA. DeAndre Ayton as well. Ayton and D. Booker are going to have a great duo going after Chris Paul retires. But in this season... Chris Paul has been one of the most valuable point guards. First in assists in the NBA, averaging over 10 assists a game, scoring 15 points a game. The floor general, Devin Booker's scoring prowess is on display. When he doesn't have to score as much, the Phoenix Suns all around have picked it up. Macau Bridges has been a huge help. The bench has gotten better. Overall, the Phoenix Suns are definitely the team to beat. I really have a hard time thinking that There are a lot of West teams that are threatening the Phoenix Suns right now outside of the Warriors and the Grizzlies might be second, but I really think the Warriors are the most realistic threat. However, Phoenix is my favorites to go back to the NBA Finals. Best team in the league right now, 62-14, as stated earlier. So now that I'm off my Phoenix soapbox, we can move on to the second best team in the Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies. Probably the most surprising team, one of the most bright young teams up and coming it's been exciting to watch 54 and 23 Memphis probably one of the toughest teams to guess where they're going to go in the postseason because of how young they are I think the only starter that has a lot of playoff experience would be Steven Adams and Steven Adams don't undercount that because Steven Adams is going to be very valuable when it comes to the postseason the rebounding and paint protection he provides along with the the post-scoring deep in the paint. Steven Adams will be valuable, but I'm not sure how Jaw's going to respond to going deep into the playoffs. Uh, Desmond Bain, all those young guys. I'm not really sold on how they're going to respond. Playing seven-game series every other night, flying back and back. I, I'm not sure. I really think they'll get out of the first round. Maybe even the second round, but into the conference finals, I'm not sure how that young team's going to handle it. I guess you could say I doubt Memphis just because of their youth. They are one of the best teams in the league, however, still. But 
the regular season only matters so much when you get into the playoffs. The only reason the regular season matters when you get to the playoffs is just to get to the playoffs. Once the playoffs roll around, it's a whole different animal. The game's a lot slower. Memphis likes to play fast, and teams that have more experience will eat that up because if you're a team that can slow it down on Memphis and you cannot turn the ball over and you can get quality looks, it might wear on the youth of Memphis. It, it really could get to get to them. They This might not be their season, but... But that being said, it's been great for Memphis. The the city, when when Memphis is playing good, the NBA is better as a whole. I love the Grizzlies. And it's going to be a really attractive place for free agents to go now because of how young it is and how good they are so early in the youth of these players. That being said, again, I doubt that because of the youth, this is not going to be their season, but I would not be surprised if they shock some people in a series or so. That being said, again, it's not their season this year. It's too early. And that's all I got to say on the Grizzlies. It's too early for them right now. They, got, they need a little bit more time in the oven to bake. Once This will be their first real playoff test as a team. Their first real playoff endeavor as a team. I just I'm I'm not buying into it. The the regular season, like I said, only matters so much once you get to the playoffs. Next up we have the Dallas Mavericks. And the Dallas Mavericks, as good as they played, probably have more to prove than the Grizzlies. The Mavs are sitting in third in the West right now, 48 and 29. They have played incredibly well, a lot higher than expectations. Luka Doncic's big thing has been that he cannot get past the first round. I think this is the year that he gets past the first round. Not sure how much deeper into the playoffs he gets. I think the Mavericks are incredibly talented, especially because I think outside of Luka, they don't have a lot of star pl- star, star power. But that being said, I think that the Mavericks are an incredibly well-rounded team all around. They're a lot better on defense than I thought they would be this year. They're very good on offense. Luka is leading the Mavericks incredibly well. The rest of the team is molding around him. Spencer Dinwiddie's been a great addition. I think that the Mavericks are a team that could possibly make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. I don't think they'll get past the second round, however. I just haven't been Lou as much as I love Luca, he hasn't proved to me that he can get past that. He can't he, he hasn't even proved he can get past the first round. But I think he can get past this year with this team. I just don't think it'll be too much further in. The Mavs again I think have more to prove than the Memphis Grizzlies, though. I think that they're they're a few pieces away from getting to conference finals contender. I think that it'll be really, really tough though to I don't I don't see Dallas building something contender worthy just just because I'm not really sure how much people want to go to Dallas. Luca though, however, could play a huge part in that. And also Luca I don't know how how far he can he can build this team really. 
I give a lot of credit to him, but I'm not I'm not sure if he can build it past conference finals contender. It'll be really interesting to see. However, this season, second round for the Mavs, that's what I'm predicting right now. They clinched the playoff spot before the Golden State Warriors, which is really remarkable in my eyes because I really thought the Warriors would be a team that would be second in the West by the time this all wraps up. However, they're sitting right now in fourth. Golden State, 48-29, and 29, along with the Mavs. The Mavs clinched before the Warriors. The Warriors clinched tonight. Um, the Warriors, I believe, now are 49-29. and 29. But the biggest story with the Warriors this season has been injury, 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 injury. With Klay Thompson at first taking forever to come back. And then Draymond Green got hurt. And then... Steph gets hurt with his ankle. James Wiseman's been throughout the whole season. The Warriors have had incredible potential throughout the season. I think they have the deepest bench since 2016, 2015, 2016. They have incredible talent on that team. Clay and Steph are healthy. Draymond's healthy. I mean, Steph's battling ankles, but this is probably the healthiest they've been since about 2017, 2018. But that being said, I I know the Warriors will make a lot of noise, but with Steph's ankle injuries right now, Draymond's getting banged up a lot. I with the Warriors, I need to see how healthy they can stay. I think those Suns' biggest threat is Golden State. I believe that Steph, if he can stay healthy, obviously he's proven that he can. He can help lead the Warriors to a championship. He's done it before. So, that being said, the Warriors need to stay healthy. That's their biggest thing. If Draymond, Clay, and Steph can stay healthy, and then a majority of those guys can stay healthy, maybe they get dinged up in a game or two in the playoffs. But, that being said, a majority, if they stay healthy for a majority of the playoffs, they... Outside of the Suns would be the team to beat. I don't care if they're in the fourth seed, the fifth seed. I I don't care if they finish the third seed. The Warriors are the most proven team outside of the Suns. And I think the, the Warriors actually have proven more than the Suns, but the Suns are the hungriest team. So the Warriors will be the biggest threat for any team outside of Phoenix. The Jazz are up next, 46 and 31 right now, 46 and 32. The Warriors beat them tonight. But they're a proven team. They're really good. They have great players on their team with Donovan Mitchell, with Rudy Gobert. They have a lot of good players on the roster. However, I think the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell is past his peak. I think the West is catching up right now, as you see with the Mavs, the Grizzlies. The Suns are peaking right now. They, I don't think they've peaked yet, but I think they're peaking. The The Nuggets are good. The Clippers are competitive. I mean, I just, I, I think it's past the peak for the Jazz. And and the Clippers being competitive, I don't mean that they're contenders, but I think that they can compete with teams like the Jazz. Um, the, the Jazz are just past their peak. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, I think they'll probably split up sometime soon. I, I just have, I think the Jazz are a tough team to get by in the playoffs, but I'd never, I'll never see the Jazz going past maybe a conference finals at best. I I don't see it getting anywhere past that. I think it's past the peak for Donovan and Rudy Gobert. 
On to the Nuggets next. The Nuggets right now 46 and 31. And I apologize that some of these records are off a little bit, but I started recording this on Friday. I'm finishing this up tonight on Saturday. But the Nuggets right now, 46 and 31. Jokic obviously playing at an MVP level. The Nuggets didn't live up to expectation from last year after they finished first in the West. It's been, they fell off a little bit. It's also been a little bit due to injuries. I, I, the Nuggets are another team that they're good. They're, they're like the Mavs where they're, they're really good. I don't see them making a whole lot of noise though. The Jokic is really, really good. Obviously, the team around him is good, but they run into a Phoenix team, uh, a Golden State team. Even I'll even put in the Mavs and the Grizzlies in that category, especially the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies can beat the Nuggets in a series. Uh, the Mavs, I'm a little bit more unsure about, but the Suns, the Warriors, and the Grizzlies, I have complete confidence that they beat the Nuggets. I don't think the Nuggets are built to hang with these teams in the playoffs. That being said, getting into the play-in we got here, it's it's really exciting and it's crazy because the Lakers are not in it. The Lakers, as much hype as they had, have fallen out of the play-in tournament right now. Right now we have the T-Wolves in the seventh spot, 43 and 34. Carl Anthony Towns been playing out of his mind as of late. The Clippers, 37 and 40. They have been playing good with a lot of injuries that they've had. The Pelicans, 33 and 43, are really good since they've got C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum's been a great addition, and I really want to see, honestly, I kind of hope Zion stays for a year just to see how C.J. and Brandon Ingram and Zion play together. I don't think that team will be a championship contender. I just think it'll be great to watch, and I think they'll win a lot more games than they have recently. The Spurs snuck in at the 10th spot, 31 and 45. Greg Popovich breaking the coaching record for the most wins of any coach. The Spurs are playing good basketball as of late after they started off really bad this season. And right outside the play-in, the Los Angeles Lakers at 11. They've had lots of injuries. They are ha- they're dealing with injuries right now. They it was a failed experiment. Russ, AD, Braun, I mean, and they all made us buy into it because AD's an MVP candidate player. LeBron's an MVP, a champion, one of the greatest of all time. Russ is an MVP. He's been an MVP before. I mean, it was a lot of hype coming into it, and I get it. I and because I I as well hyped up the Lakers, and I thought the Lakers were going to be really good this year. It never panned out. The Lakers never panned out with Russ, with AD, with LeBron, and honestly, the rest of the team around them isn't that good. So I kind of feel like that might be as well what happened. I don't think they they got their bench and their roster as good as they could have, and I think it's really hurting them right now because AD's hurt a lot this season. LeBron's been getting hurt for the most of his career. For the most time in his career, I mean, Russ is playing terrible. And I'm not trying to dog on Russ because, honestly, I think the media dogs Russ too much. But it's probably some of the, outside of LeBron, and individually they're playing great. LeBron is, AD's playing good. Russ is playing probably some of the worst basketball he's played. But it's just individual Stats don't win games. 
LeBron's going crazy, but it doesn't matter. The Lakers are sitting outside the play-in, and I really don't even think the Lakers will make the play-in. If the Lakers don't make the play-in, I think they're going to have to blow it all up. And outside of that, 12, 13, 14, and 15, the Kings, the Blazers, the Thunder, and the Rockets, obviously the Kings, had a, they started off really good. They slowed down a lot throughout the season. The Blazers, Dame got hurt. They traded CJ. They're in rebuild mode. The Thunder are rebuilding. The Rockets are rebuilding. These teams are all just rebuilding right now, and that's that's all the bottom tier of the West is. It's just rebuilding teams. The Kings are young. They have a bright future. The Blazers need to think about how they're going to move about after CJ McCollum leaves. I, They're obviously a rebuilding team, but it's sad to see a player like Dame stuck in a situation like that. The Thunder rebuilding will have a great, great future, a bright future with Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis-Alexander and all those guys out there. And the Rockets with Jalen Green have had a very exciting team. Jalen Green and Christian Wood. I can't forget about Christian Wood. But they're exciting, really young, rebuilding. Hopefully the Rockets get back to some good teams in, in the future years. But right now, they're just rebuilding. Now moving on from the Western Conference to the crowded, crowded, crowded Eastern Conference. Starting off the heater in first right now. The first team in the Eastern Conference to clinch the First seed, 49-28 right now. The Heat, one of the best teams defensively in the league. They have some of the best team chemistry in the league. It's been actually kind of surprising. It's been really surprising. The Heat were not a team I thought would be this high up. Kyle Lowry's been a great addition. Jimmy Butler doing Jimmy Butler does. Tyler Hero's been playing great. Bam Adebayo's been playing great. They have a great bench. Duncan Robinson doing great things off the bench. I mean... They're the Heat are a feisty team. They they fight, they grind, they get rebounds, they play defense, they do all the things that other teams don't want to do, and that's why they're sitting first in the East right now. I think that the Heat are really underappreciated, and I think that this actually kind of backs up Jimmy Butler's bubble run, quote, bubble run, wasn't just a fluke. I think the Heat are actually good. I think it came early. But the Heat are actually good. Jimmy Butler is a great leader for that team. Kyle Lowry is another great leadership presence. Bam Adebayo, uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They got a great young core of pieces that help, you know, infuse enough youth into the leadership. It's all meshing really, really well. The Heat culture, everyone's buying into Eric Spolstra, an underrated coach, in my opinion. One of the greatest coaches, Eric Spolstra. They're buying into the heat culture. They're buying into the defense. They're buying into the grit, the grind. They're buying into all the stuff that other teams don't want to do that make the heat a great team. The second team, we got the Bucks, 48 and 28. After starting off shaky, the Bucks showing why they're the reigning champs, starting to, to build up a little bit. The Bucks are one of the most formidable teams in the East. I really think that the Bucks have proven more than the Heat. Obviously, as much high praise that I've had for the Heat, the Bucks are, you know, they got Giannis, they got Chris Middleton. The team hasn't changed up too much from the championship run they had last year. The Bucks could make a repeat. Obviously, I think the East is a lot more crowded than the West is now. I think the Bucks have a lot more challenges than, say, a Phoenix team or a uh, Golden State Grizzlies. But... The Bucks 
can do everything. They rebound really well. They play good defense. They hustle. They grit. Same with the Heat. It's just a lot of tough-nosed basketball. I think that I trust the Bucks' offense more than I trust the Heat's offense. That being said, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the X factor for the Bucks. I mean, can't stop this guy rebounding, going to the paint. He's starting to shoot now. He's starting to hit threes, too. I mean, Giannis is he's going to start being a video game pretty soon. He already he's an MVP caliber player again. He's he's incredible. Giannis is incredible. What he's doing is incredible. The Bucks are a great team. They are going to be even if they're not the one seed, the team to beat. Obviously, after being the reigning champs, you're always the team to beat. But as good as other teams have played this season, I think, and especially because the Bucks are kind of with everybody else in the East right now, I think we're kind of sleeping on how good the Bucks are still. I think that we're obviously giving Giannis his credit, but the Bucks as a whole deserve credit because they are a great team. Number three, we got the Celtics, 47 and 30. The Celtics are on a hot streak right now. Jason Tatum has crept into the MVP voting. Jalen Brown is a bucket getter. This whole team, Rob Williams is great. Marcus Smart, they are a very good unit. I don't know if they'll get past the second round. I think there's a lot of competition in the Eastern Conference right now. I think that they... They are catching a lot of heat at the right time, though. I'm not sure how far the heat, how far it'll go for them. Obviously, being that third seed right now, if the playoffs started today, it's a big. You gotta go through a lot more teams than you would if you're the say the first seed. But the Celtics are setting them up in great position. I want to see how good Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can get in the playoffs. I'm not really sure how much I buy into that duo. It seems kind of like they're fighting for the spotlight sometimes. It might come around in the playoffs where they fight for the spotlight and it may be the Celtics' downfall in the playoffs. The 76ers playing great. They got Jason Harden on that trade. And I'm going to say right now that just because Ben Simmons hasn't played and how the Nets are struggling, I'm going to take my L for saying that I think the Nets won the trade. I still think the Nets got a lot more value than people give them credit for um, with Ben Simmons and all of them. But James Harden has been playing great. James Harden and Joel Embiid, MVP this year. <clears throat> he's playing like it. He looks like it. He's the most dominant big man in the game. He's the best big man in the game. I don't care about Nikola. I don't care about Anthony Davis. I mean, he... I'm going to say, even Giannis, I mean, <coughs> Joel Embiid is the best traditional, modern big man right now that we have. I mean, scoring the ball great. One of the top three players in the league with points. He's rebounding the ball great, over 10 rebounds a game. He's passing well. He plays great defense in the paint, on the perimeter. He is the post perimeter I mean he's the past and the present all in one Joel Embiid's a great player and as much as they gave up in that trade to get James Harden I didn't realize how many pieces they still had in Philly (coughs) 
Philly has a lot more pieces than I gave them credit for. I thought trading Seth Curry and Drummond, and I thought it was going to be hard for them. But they only picked up traction. I think they're playing great. Number five, my Chicago Bulls, 45 and 32, after having such a great first half of the season. <coughs> the Bulls had one of the toughest schedules in the NBA, along with injuries. It's a recipe for disaster, and the Bulls fell apart. DeMar DeRozan not looking like the MVP candidate we were talking about, even though, don't get me wrong, this is DeMar DeRozan's, in my opinion, the best season DeMar DeRozan's had. I mean, just, just a few nights ago, 50 points with six assists. I mean, do not get me wrong. DeMar DeRozan is a bucket getter. He does everything for the Bulls, and the like I said, the best season he's had, Zach Levine's playing great. I think the team is starting to buy in a lot more, and I'm seeing a lot of bright potential from the Bulls, but they fell apart in the second half of the season. The Bulls, as much as it hurts me to say, could be just a second-round exit. And then number six, we got the Toronto Raptors, 44-32. and 32. A great surprise this season. Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam. This team is young. It's exciting. They're a great team full of youth. And honestly, I cannot wait to see where they get in the playoffs. They might only get to get into the first round, might lose in the first round, whatever. I think that the Raptors are far beyond what people gave them credit for, even myself included. People did not give them credit for being this good. We didn't think they'd be this good. They proved everyone wrong. They're rebuilding. They're really young. It's a great team. I would say this season's been a W for the Raptors, just just in the sense that nobody thought they'd be here. And starting off the play-in, another team that it's a W because we didn't think they'd be here. The Cleveland Cavaliers, 42-35. and 35. Darius Garland is playing insane lately. He is one of the most improved players, in my opinion, this season. He has been phenomenal. He's getting points, assists. He's leading that Cleveland team. Uh, Lowry Marketing has been a good addition for them, but the team as a whole, Jared Allen, everybody, Kevin Love, I mean, the whole team as a whole, Karis LeVert, it's it's a great team. It's a great unit. And again, another team that we didn't think, I didn't think would be here. I can't say that nobody thought they'd be in a, in a playoff race, but I didn't think they would be. Going on to number eight, the Brooklyn Nets, 40 and 37. On the flip side of the coin from the Raptors and the Cavs, they have been not what we expected this year in a bad way. They have Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. I mean, season started off the the sky's the limit for Brooklyn. Kyrie can't play for for half the games. Now he's playing. Now he's back. Now he's playing every game, and you know that's great because honestly, as vocal as I've been about it, the COVID protocols were so stupid that they they weren't allowing a player that's unvaccinated to play. Kyrie's back. That's great. Kevin Durant's playing great. But they've had a lot of 
injury, and they've also just had a lot of drama following the team. Brooklyn has not been what we thought they'd be. I still think they're a team that'll make some noise in the playoffs. Obviously, having Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons as the new addition, saying he plays in the playoffs. You got Seth Curry. I mean, Andre Drummond. The team's really good. They just need to play on the court. Number nine, the Hornets, 40-37. and 37. LaMelo Ball playing great. Miles Bridges playing great. They started off the season hot. Kind of fell off a little bit, but still a very exciting team, a very young team, and the sky's the limit for the Hornets with those playmakers, with the guys who can do what they do on that team. The sky is the limit. They're only going up. The Hawks, 40-37. and 37. After being one of the higher seeds last year, they are in 10th right now. Trey Young doing Trey Young things, but the Hawks are just not good as a whole, as a unit. They are in 10th. The Knicks in 11th. They're young. They got promise for playoff potential in the future years, but right now, let's call it what it is. They're not going to make the playoffs or to play in. The New York Knicks have great talent. Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett. I mean, there's great talent with New York, but New York is not the team they used to be. They're not a basketball town anymore. The Knicks are not the basketball team of New York anymore. It's it's crazy to say almost a decade ago, Carmelo Anthony, Jeremy Lin, Amari Stoudemire, I mean, Brooklyn, not Brooklyn, but New York is a, New York City was emphatic i mean they 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 loved the knicks and now it's kind of it's kind of a house divided in new york to feel it got some knicks fans it feels like they're holding on to the knicks but the knicks aren't that team they used to be i'm not sure if they will when they will be again however right now they're not they got promised to be a consistent playoff team but further than that i don't think they have the potential to ever be a championship contender, not with the piece they have, in my opinion, right now. I, I don't see R.J. Barrett blossoming into that player. I think R.J. Barrett will be an all-star. I don't see him being the franchise savior for New York. Uh, moving on to the Wizards, 33-43. and 43, The Wizards starting off the season scorching hot, just face-planted, and now they're sitting in 12th. The Pacers in 25-52. and 52, The Pistons 21-56, and 56, and the Magic... 20 and 52 or 57 yeah 57 all these three the bottom three teams just rebuilding 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 and that is what the playoffs are looking like that's what the league is looking like right now i appreciate y'all for listening this has been another edition of the basketball brains podcast until next time Thank you for listening. That has been this edition of the Basketball Brains Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. New podcast drop on Sunday, every Sunday, consistently, immediately, 12 o'clock hits. There should be a new podcast coming up on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at the Basketball Brains Podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Basketball Brains Podcast as well. Thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all have a great weekend. Until next time. TBB.